You're tuning in and turning on to the Inside Game with Mitch Newman. A chance to dig in and dig deep and how to move from all or nothing results, even sporadic results, to sustainable lifetime results in every aspect of your personal and professional life. Truth be told, none of us escape stuff. And what would it be like to effectively weather any season or storm that comes your way with determination, dignity, with grace, and gratitude? Knowing the truth of who you are will always carry you well across the finish line. So if you're ready to match your insides with your outsides, let's jump in. I'm an old friend of the family that uh, I reconnected with some years back when I moved uh, across the country. And it's a really interesting time um, as I got to spend time with, uh, with her and her husband. She knew me when I was really a little boy and kind of had moved away when I was still <laughs> very young and just kind of reconnected because of the families uh, when I moved west. Had a chance to spend time with her and her husband at different points in time. And very, very struck by their relationship. They had a very close relationship. They had been together since, well, gosh, I think since she was, uh, gosh, a teenager, 17, I think is when they met roughly and uh, married soon thereafter. And so this was like literally her whole life was their relationship, their children. And he traveled a lot for work, did very, very well. And the plan was he was going to travel and he was going to get to a certain point. I think the goal was when he would turn 60, he was going to retire. And then they were going to travel. They were going to go here. They're going to go there. They're going to they had all these plans. And um, the time frame is is probably not 100% but you'll get the gist of it. I think he retired in the summer um, when he had turned 60, as planned, uh, within probably roughly six months of that time period. Uh, he was diagnosed with lung cancer, and within probably a year, year and a half, he was gone. And I've always been struck by that story for a number of reasons, because obviously time is something that we can't get back and planning something I'm very good at, uh, but deeply moved by the story of the hopes and the expectations and the desires that, that people place on themselves and each other on their lives of all the things they're going to do at a certain point in time. and. I work with a lot of people who are confused about the choices that they make, whether they spend more time together as a couple, whether they spend more time with their kids, whether one travels more for business because there's a unique opportunity that's presented itself and they want to make sure that they capitalize on it. This is for their family and it's an investment. It's not a sacrifice. All of these different things. And sometimes they can travel with the kids and sometimes they can't. And I know this for myself because I spent probably five years traveling a decent amount every month. And 
suddenly realizing <laughs> as I have a daughter off to college and starting her life, uh, there seems to be a gap in <laughs> where did this, how did this happen so fast? And where was I? And I realized that there were parts of me that were physically not present. And then we did things as a family as well. I took them with me at times. It's just this notion that we want things in our lives. We want experiences in our lives. And we make investments in different areas. And not everything always works out as we anticipate or, or hope for. In the case of my old family friend, devastatingly so. And, you know, you start to go, I, I can't even imagine. Like, I, I think if it was me, I'd probably be sitting there wondering, oh, my God, look at all that time that we were apart that we could have been together. Probably would have played that game for a period of time before coming to terms with it. And I don't know. I, I've never really had the depth of conversation with her to understand really where her head and heart at. But I just know that it wasn't easy and probably still isn't even though a number of years have passed. But I think I find that a lot of times that people are wanting to do a whole bunch of different things and then and wanting to then create, and I get these calls all the time, all the time, because they see it as a, as a sacrifice that they have to make. Well, I, and it's a sacrifice you have to make if you want to get ahead. And I help them reframe it a little bit by saying, no, let's start thinking of this as an investment. Start thinking about quality of time versus quantity of time when you know that there's something else that you want to do that you want to be a part of that fulfills you. You also want to be modeling, hopefully modeling for your kids that what self-care looks like. And sometimes that's self-care professionally as well. But I think a lot of times when people uh, achieve a certain level of success or they're on the path to success, they start to realize that what is really missing in their lives is this idea that they like to refer to. And <laughs> I just don't refer to it that way anymore, but I'll get these calls where it's like, I just need more. I just want more balance in my life. And I said, well, it sounds like you're chasing balance. And they go, I guess so. I said, well, as long as you're chasing balance, you'll always be chasing balance. I just, for me, I just don't believe that that exists. And I think that's where people screw themselves up. This idea that somehow they're going to have all these different things that they want going on in their lives. They want to spend time with their kids. They want to spend time with their spouse. They want to spend time, you know, building their business. They want to, they have a whole list of things to do. And so they're constantly juggling their plate spinning. And God, they just, God, I just wish I was more balanced. And they're just exhausted at the end of the day because the truth is, is all they're doing is chasing balance that doesn't really quite exist. I don't know anybody that's actually caught it. I really don't. Uh, anybody that's ever had um, some semblance of it always would say to me, something has to give, Mitch. Something has to give in order for something else to take its place. Now, some people like to keep their life simple and they don't have a lot of things going on. And, and for that reason, they don't want to chase balance. They just want to keep their lives super, super simple. And that's great. And other people, a lot of people that I work with, they want to have lots of things going on in their lives. 
which is fantastic too. And the key is not to be delusional that you're actually going to create the balance and everything is going to just weigh itself out. But I became aware of something in the process because I thought to myself, God, so many people come to me with this idea of wanting more balance in their life. There's just so where did this come from? Who told them that they could get it? Who do they know that has it? It's this idea that somehow is out in the ethers that that somehow you're going to you're going to figure it out. Like it's a math equation. And then it dawned on me. It's not really a math equation. It's not really a choice of either having a lot of things in your life or having just a few things in your life. It's really not about that at all. What I found that was so profound for me in in that realization, because I, I started to look at my own life. I started to look at the time that I spend with my wife and my kids and how present I am or not in certain moments and certain times with them. And then running a business, taking calls all the time, talking to people, working working with people as they're working through stuff. And I started to see that, that it's really not about this concept of balance because you can have as many things going on as you want, as you want. I think it's important to decide what those things are and to be clear about what those things are. And so you're able to at least go, okay, these are the five things that I want to focus on. These are the five things that bring me joy in my life that add to the joy that exists inside of me. And I'm tired of being upset, at least externally, that I can't have this thing called balance. So I referenced it for myself. I said, well, what what is it for me in my own frustration? And I started to work with the experience and work with the process of, well, what is it that if, 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 if we're not looking for balance, if it's something else, what is it? And suddenly it dawned on me. Well, Mitch, do you think there's a clue that you're (laughs) you're doing this podcast called The Inside Game? That everything that you talk to with people, the experiences you have with people, the things that are going on in their lives is all about kind of the lack of a consistent, sustainable inside game to fuel the outside game. That everything is just, for most people, is just go, go, go. Let me just do this, do this, do this, do this. And sometimes when the people go, 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 they're like they're having great success in one area as they define success. Maybe they're making more money than they ever made before. Maybe they're having you know greater experiences because travel is important to them and they're going all these places and all that stuff. But then all of a sudden, they get kind of like a little bit flustered. It's like, okay, I don't know how to balance all of this. And when I realized that this was really about the inside game, that that that. First, I had to strike this idea that that even from an inside game standpoint, that I'm going to strike balance. This was what that that it was even about that at all. I suddenly realized because I started to play out and I started to track. I started to watch myself as if I was watching a, a movie of me moving throughout my day. And what does it look like when I move from one topic or one interest to another? And what really is the glitch in all of this? 
that for most people, they got at the end of the day, go, God, I just wish I had more balance in my day. And suddenly it became really, really super clear to me. It's the transition. It's the transition from one point of interest to the next point of interest. And how in the process of go, 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 we just don't change gears and go from A to B. That if I'm focused on recording podcasts for whatever period of time of my day, and then I'm focused on being with clients, and then I'm transitioning back to my family. Well, what is, what's really happening? All of a sudden, my wife's talking to me, and she's looking at me. She knows I'm not listening. She goes, do you hear what I just said? And I'm like, I'm sorry. I was just thinking about something my client just said. I was just thinking about something I want to do for my podcast. It wasn't even present in the moment when I was with her. And I've done that with my kids. I've done that with clients. I start to realize that that some people, myself included, are better equipped at different points in time to transition from one point of interest topic to the next. And that the link between the two is not going to be just to move into it. The, the key is going to be to pause, take a breath, go inside, and get super clear what I need in order to be able to make the transition from one to the other. Because the transition isn't always the same energy frequency. The transition is if I'm pumped up and I'm hyped up because I just recorded a podcast and I feel really juiced about it. And then my daughter wants to talk to me because she's really sad. My energy is going to be in a different place that makes it very, very challenging me from, to go from high energy to dropping down to meeting her where she is. And so what I do, and I've done it, is I won't have the patience for her because I'm in a high frequency. And instead, what I'll try and do is I'll try and immediately lift her up out of wherever she is. As if somehow that's the answer. And guess what happens? She doesn't feel heard. She doesn't feel seen. Her feelings don't feel validated. Her experiences don't feel validated. She doesn't feel validated. Now, this can happen just as easily with one daughter to the next daughter to my wife. To time I'm spending just if I'm just going to chill out and spend time with the dogs and just hang out. If I'm not present. None of it works. I can't imagine if you're not present that any of it's going to work. So what is it that one has to do? What is it that I have to do from a transition standpoint to be able to make the transition from one point of interest topic to the next? And we all need to get clear on that. Sometimes I've, I've, I've talked to clients where they say they, they, they go to work and they come home and they're completely stressed out and they walk in the, in, in the door and their significant other just basically throws a kid at them here. And they're not ready for it. 
So the spouse who's at home doesn't feel seen and appreciated, doesn't realize what you what they've been through. You know, they don't feel like they're being validated in their experience. They need a break. And that person who walked in the door didn't have a pause to be able to make the transition. So it's awkward. It creates fights. It creates disruption in the family. And it can get pretty messy. I had a a couple one time I worked with years ago and the husband used to, the wife wife would say they had a a bit more um, traditional marriage in those days of, you know, the wife was always at home and the husband was out working. They were very much in that pocket. Right. Um, And they were both happy with that. That worked for them. What didn't work was, is that he would come in after a long day and he would sit down on the couch. He'd go to the fridge, open up a beer. Kids would be screaming and crying. He'd open up a beer. He'd sit down and he'd put on the TV and put on Sports Center. She'd lose her mind. Mitch, I've been with the kids all day. Like, give me a, he can't even give me a break. And his attitude at the time was, well, when I was a kid, my dad didn't even come home. He just went to the bar. And I'll never forget, she looked at him right in front of me and she said, I'd rather you just go to a bar than come home and not be present, not be here. And that's when this idea, I think, really started to take shape in my head without having the words for it at the time. Was, yeah, he'd be actually be better off going to the bar. He'd be better off going to the park. He'd be better off driving around for a little while. He'd be better off blasting music for 20 minutes before he walks in the door. He'd be better off coming inside with the understanding between them. He was going to go take a shower and he needed 20 minutes to wash the day off, take a hot shower, and then he would be there to be supportive with kids and supportive to her. See, it's that transition. And so much of that is an inside game because you're, your energy and your frequency can be at a high. Well, it can work the other way too. You could be at a low. You could have low energy. You could be a low frequency because of whatever you're working on. Maybe isn't working itself out in that moment. And then it's time to stop. And then all of a sudden, you know, you, you, you move into another experience that's now requiring higher energy and you're not there. And that person doesn't feel seen or validated or appreciated or cared for or loved. I remember when I was a writer, I was just literally a full-time writer. I was at home. My girlfriend at the time, we were living together. My girlfriend would go off to a job and she'd come home at six o'clock and we'd sit down and we'd have dinner and I'd been writing all day and I'm still, even though I've got a fork in my hand, I'm still writing. And I wasn't there. And sometimes I would turn to her and I'd say, because she knew what I was writing about because when you're a writer, you know, for the most part, especially when you're in that state that I was in, everybody around you, especially if you're living with somebody knows every character that you're writing about, every storyline, everything, they know everything because you don't stop talking about it. (laughs) So I literally go, do you think John would say to Carol, whatever it was, and, you know, and, and there were times that she would kind of answer like half-heartedly and then the, her energy was really low around it. And then finally, like one day she just said, you know what? I can't do this. And I'm like, what? She said, when I come in after the day and I've been gone all day and you've been home writing all day, like I want to connect. 
I want to have a meal. I want to connect. I want to talk about things and life. And, and, and like, you're still writing. Oh, here we are at the transition again. So what I used to do is I used to stop writing. I finally at that point, I stopped writing at four o'clock. I focused on what we're going to have for dinner, did some cooking. I did something that would change the energy and would create a scenario would bring me back to, to be present. So I had this awareness years ago, years ago. But it only dawned on me now because I suddenly kept hearing one person after the next talk about balance as if it's, I just need more balance. And then it suddenly, you know, it came to me like, wait a second, all of these experiences that I've talked to with clients, my own experiences, that's not the issue. The issue is, what am I doing on my inside game? What are you doing on your inside game that creates the transition from one joyful experience that you want to have in your life, that you want to participate in, to the next? So maybe you need to come home. Maybe you need to have an agreement that you're going to come home and take a shower and take 20 minutes to just kind of like regroup and get back into your body and be present to what's next. Maybe you need to listen to some music. Maybe you need to meditate. Maybe you need to go to the gym. Now, if you're in a relationship, then you need to have that conversation because trust me, you both are going to need different things in different situations to make transitions in different areas of your life from one topic to the next. If you're single, you still have to do it, but you have to do it internally to say, okay, in order for me to successfully make the transition and feel like I'm accomplishing something in all of these different areas, what's the level of self-respect that I need to show myself to be able to make the transition from one interest to the next? Do I need to sit down and write out some gratitude? Do I need to sit down and just focus on my breath for 10 minutes? It doesn't have to be a huge thing, and it can be. You get to decide. You get to decide what it is that you need. And if you're with a spouse, if you're with a partner, you need to decide together. Because I will tell you that once you start to really understand that your issue is not balance. Your issue is your ability to successfully transition from one point of interest to the next. All of a sudden, everything shifts and you're ready to embrace and be present in every moment that you're in. I'm Mitch Newman. We'll see you again next time. So if you enjoy this episode and like what you're hearing, I would appreciate you subscribing to this podcast and Consider sharing this as well with a friend who may have an interest in fine-tuning their own inside game. Any comments, reviews, suggestions, all are welcomed and appreciated. Tagging me in your stories is also a great way to pass the word and provide me with additional confirmation that the content is landing, at least somewhere. <laughs> and if I'm missing the mark, don't hold back. I want to hear that too. So, until next time, don't hesitate to dig in, go deep, and find your magic.